morning, good morning, good morning. I want y'all to come to 9 o'clock because they're more alive than y'all. Y'all just switch gears here. We're not supposed to compare, but I think when y'all sleep late, you're just kind of, uh, you're still kind of, and get up in the morning and get going. Hey, this is a brand new year. We're so excited about this brand new year, and we're excited about what God is doing in your life, and we're excited about the kingdom of God. Um, I, I was wondering if this morning, how many of y'all would like to join me uh, in reading through the New Testament. I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation this year, just going to read uh, Psalms and Proverbs and then read through the New Testament, the Passion Translation. How many will join me in reading through the New Testament this year? Come on, come on. That's awesome. But as, and if some of y'all read through the whole Bible, that's amazing, and uh, that's good. But uh, just want to focus on that this year and, and stay in our daily reading and, 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 um, and keeping our hearts set up on the Lord. You know, you're, you're as healthy as you will, uh, will be when you eat food. You've got to eat the word. Amen. You know what I mean? We get up and eat every day. Some of us eat um, regularly. Some of us eat a lot. But uh, we have to keep the word alive in our hearts. And I think it's always amazing that when you face uh, the adversary and when you, fa- when you come up in, in a moment where you uh, need a word, if you have... Put the word in you, that word comes forth. Amen. Amen. But you can't give out what you don't have. Anybody here this morning? Right. Come on, let's just all practice this. Everybody say amen together. One, two, three. Amen. Yeah, okay. So as we give ourselves to the word, the word will change our life. It's very powerful. And so I want you to just join with me and let's read through the New Testament this year. And uh, that's going to be a great thing. I was in prayer a few weeks ago, and I kept hearing this word evolve. Of course, the first thing I thought of uh, when I heard the word evolve was I thought of how would I would, that was going to be a sermon series, and I thought of, you know, the little monkey turned into a man thing. <laughs> but, but I'm not talking about that kind of evolving. I'm talking about uh, the true meaning of evolve here. And so it's, it's uh, a developing gradually, especially from a simple to a more complex or I want to say from good to great, from good to great. You see, every person in here today and every person I've ever met wants to be greater than they are. They want to be greater than they are. And uh, I've never met a person that didn't want to be. And I've met those who have wanted to be great or they had dreams, but they gave up on their dreams. They felt like life had just stole their dreams from them and they gave up on their dreams. And uh, then I met people that all they did was dream. That's all they did was dream. They just dreamed and dreamed and dreamed. And uh, they never did anything about their dream. They just dreamed. And so uh, for every dream, for every person, let me be real clear. I love dreamers. I love, matter of fact, I I love to hang around with dreamers. Because when you hang around dreamers, they help you dream. You know, here's the thing. If you you have a dream, don't go get around people who are dream killers because they'll steal your dream. I'll tell you a funny story. I've never done this, probably because somebody stole my dream. But years ago, years ago, I, I told a friend uh, that I wanted to open up a hot dog, a gourmet hot dog stand in Hammond. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, he started laughing. He laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. But then I told his brother, same family, brother, that I wanted to open up a gourmet hot dog stand. He said, that is the greatest idea 
because we live in a college town, and if you open up a gourmet hot dog stand where some a, a person can get a meal for three to four dollars or five dollars, and they man that would be perfect. So you know what? I quit listening to the guy that laughed, and I started listening to the guy that said you can do it. And a few months ago, we were sitting at our kitchen table, and we were just talking about this hot dog stand, and I brought it up. And all of a sudden, my family sitting around the table, we began to come up with menu for the hot dog stand. <laughs> and we come up with an idea, like get one of those Airstream trailers and make it a hot dog stand. It'd be a really cool vibe and, and all this kind of stuff. And we started talking about the different kinds of hot dogs. And we came up with names and how they would be cooked and what kind of bun they would go on. And we had like 20 hot dogs, man. <laughs> Dreamers. Dreamers. Your dream, you, you may not reach all your dreams in your lifetime, but let me tell you something. I want to encourage you that God has a dream for your life, and whatever you do, don't stop dreaming. Don't stop dreaming. Continue to dream and continue to believe. But I, I also have to say, everyone has to be very, very careful that you don't give up on your dream, but at the same time, understand that nothing ever happens and the will of God never comes to play in your life by accident. To develop into your fullest potential more than just a dreamer, it requires you to do something. It requires you to do something. There's never been anything great that ever happened that somebody didn't do something to make it happen. You have to do something to make it. I'm not talking about salvation today. Salvation is given to us freely, but I'm talking about to put legs on the dreams that God gives you. You have to do something. It requires something on your part. It requires you to do. And some of what it requires is not easy. It's not easy. Let me tell you why it's not easy. The first step to, realize, to, to getting your dreams come to pass is to realize who you are. Oftentimes, we don't fulfill our dreams in our life because we don't even know who we are. We don't recognize that the potential that's in us and who God created us to be. And if we don't understand the greatness that he created us to be, then we will never fulfill the dream that God has put in us. We'll always uh, undermine ourselves. We'll always talk down to ourselves. We'll always say it can't happen. But I'm here to tell you today that God has a dream for your life and it can come to pass. If you believe, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you're great. Look at your other neighbor and say, you're better than you are right now. Come on, come on. You have to believe that you are great, that you're great. I want you to turn in your Bibles with me to Ephesians 1, 3, and we're going to start reading there. How many brought their Bibles with you to church on this first Sunday of the year? Raise your hand if you brought your Bible. That includes iPad, iPhone, whatever. Raise your Bible, raise your iPhone, raise your iPad, whatever. Hey, let's make this a year. If we're going to teach, be in the Word, let's bring the Word, okay? Matter of fact, we need to quit putting the Word up on the screen for all you cheaters who won't bring your Bible. Yeah, because you just want to look at the screen. Yeah, that makes me nervous. I wonder if you read your Bible all week long or if you just waited for the big screen. So let's bring your Bible. All right, I, I'm not going to say raise your Bible because this word says what it says, but it is what it is or whatever that is that Joel says, but I believe that the word of God is powerful. <laughs> Amen? And so we need to bring our Bibles to church. All right, so let's read Ephesians 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every 
spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, everybody say in love. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, and the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he has lavished upon us. In all wisdom and in insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things that are in heaven and the things on earth. In him we have obtained the inheritance having been predestined according to his purpose of him who works all things according to his counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, you were sealed. We're sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, who has guaranteed it's, it is our guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. I want you to notice in that passage of scripture how many times it says his will, his purpose, and his glory. And when we understand that, oh, I feel the, I got the Holy Spirit flesions up here all over me. <laughs> Woo! You know when it hits you like that? Like it went all the way down me. Uh, the chili bumps, the Holy Spirit. When you realize that, hey, the whole, that he said his will, his purpose, his glory. But what has he done? He is connected with all of those will, his purpose, his glory. He's connected with our life. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Do you understand what that means? That everything that God has in heaven, he manifests on earth through you. He's connecting heaven to earth. And why he's connecting heaven to earth? Through us. And if you want to see your dreams come to pass, if you want to see what God created you to be, all you do is surrender to the will and the purpose and the glory and the plan of God and let it manifest in your life and understanding that everything that he has created you to be, that's who you are. That's who you are. You're not a loser. You're not a creepo. You're not a weirdo. You're not everything everybody told you you are. You're not this. You're not that. I, want, I, I just feel the Holy Spirit up here. You're not a drug addict. You're not an alcoholic. Come on. That's what the, that's what the enemy in the world wants to tell you are. But I'm telling you today that you're glorious. You're magnificent. You're powerful. You're holy, you're righteous in Christ Jesus. And it brings glory to God. He created you for purpose. That's so good. We that are in Christ have become the children of God. 
That's much more powerful than just a sentence. We that are in Christ, we that are in Christ are the children of God. That's powerful. Look, I don't, I don't think we really get that. I think we say it, but we don't really get it. Because if we really got it, we would understand that our daddy created the world. I remember as a kid in the schoolyard, you know, you'd get in a little debate with your, your fellow brother, and you'd say, well, my daddy is bigger than your daddy, and my daddy can whoop your daddy, and my daddy's smarter than your daddy, and my daddy has a better car than your daddy, and my daddy this, and my daddy that. But when we understand who we are in Christ, my daddy has it all. And he has given me the inheritance, and it's sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit until I possess it. <laughs> Woo! I'm excited. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about that. And so we hear it, but do we really recognize what it really means? Too often we spend much of our time trying to be somebody or someone, something that we've admire, admired in this world. We look to all these different people and all these different figures and we try to be somebody else that God didn't create us to be. And because we do that, we lose our own identity of who God made us. And I love you, but I don't want to be you. I want to be who he created me to be. And Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And what he was saying in that passage of Scripture is don't be like me, but follow me as you understand, like I have, who Christ is in me. Who Christ is in me. And God didn't call us to duplicate us. He called us to duplicate him. Amen? So we spend all of our time, we lose our identity, and life becomes so grueling and agonizing and painful and full of disappointments and discouragement. And we are meant to have love, joy, peace, excitement. You know, Christian people are to be the most excited people on the planet. Because, you know, it really doesn't matter what happens in the world. We got it made. Because we're on the winning team. We know, we've read the end of the book. We know all the goodness of God. We have this, hey, we are to be the most excited, happy people on the planet. And when I see people say they're a believer and they're grumbling, I wonder if they really believe in who God says they are. I believe they believe the lies of the enemy. Because if you believe who God says you are, even on your worst day, it's so good. Because we know who we are in Christ. Amen. So we're meant to have love and joy and peace and full of goodness and mercy and it'd be pouring out and leaking all over the place. So the number one thing that makes this hard is letting go of the past. Letting go of the past. I don't want you to raise your hand. But how many in here would say to yourself that I have a difficult time? Of letting go of my past. Letting go of my past. Learning to let go of your past so that God can open the door for your future. Letting go of your past so that God can show you the way that's better for you. 
we hear this message over and over and over again in church, and, and we hear it in counseling, and we hear it in school, and we hear people say it all over the place. Even Disney has picked it up in movies, you know, Frozen, let it go, let it go. And we hear it, but we don't understand what does it mean to let go of my past. C.S. Lewis said it like this. Get over a painful experience as much like crossing monkey bars. You have to let go at some point in order to move forward. Decision sometimes proves to be the hardest to make, especially when it's the choice between where you should be and where you really want to be. Where you should be and where you really want to be. I have to let go to move forward. So many times it's like, our fear overtakes us. It's like being in a building that's on fire and we're in a high rise on fire and, we, and, and there's a net below us that we can jump into. But the fear of jumping, the fear of letting go overtakes us and we just begin to ignore the fire that's around us and it soon consumes us because we have a fear of just letting go and, and trusting that God is going to catch us. And he's going to sustain us and that he is going to keep us. And we have to let go and we have to say, I trust God in this situation. And it's true that we live from our pain of our past. That is a true statement. Things that's happened in our past bring us pain. And until we get healed of those things, they continue to stay with us. And it is true that we live from the past of our pain. And we become so focused sometimes on the pain of our past that it becomes our life. It's like cohabitating with something that you become just used to that. And so you just keep on doing that. And as a matter of fact, even days when you don't feel the pain, you wonder where it is because you become so familiar to it and our pain becomes our life to heal your wound you need to stop touching it you need to stop poking at the past you need to stop pulling on the scar of yesterday you need to quit thinking about yesterday's bad news and start thinking about the goodness of God and all that he has for you in your future and think on those things that are good and pleasant and those things that are holy and righteous and allow the Holy Spirit to come into your life and heal your past. You can't start your next chapter in your life if you keep rereading your last one. You can never move on reading yesterday's news. We have to look to the future and believe that God has a plan for our life. We still hold on to hope and things that, uh, that, are, uh, that, that, that God never intended for us. We put our hope in relationships and situations, etc. Some of those things you need to let go of. And I know this is a hard word to hear this morning, but some people need to let go of some people in your life. Now, I'm just talking about marriage. I think in marriage, you, 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 you work through marriage. And there comes a time, though, even in those things, that it becomes to the point that, it's done. I don't think I've ever said that from the pulpit. Because I, I believe in marriage. I believe that, that God ordained marriage. And so let me just rewind here just a moment. You better pray about getting married before you get married. Let's start, with the, let's start right. And that's why the scripture is so powerful about not being unequally yoked because you need to pray about it on the front end. Don't just fall in love. Oh, my gosh, I feel a little preach coming on me this morning. 
you, you think you're in love, but you're just in lust. You, you better think about that on the front end. Because I can promise, I can guarantee you one thing. In marriage, you will be tried. Can I get a better amen? If your marriage is peaceful bliss, you, you, you better get a checkup. Something's not right. Something's off. If it's always perfect, something's off. Okay? Because, but, but at the same time, I don't know, I got caught up in that. But in the same time, in our relationships with people, there comes a letting go moment. There comes a time when, 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 when we have to say, I'm closing the chapter. Listen to me, folks, today. I know that two out of three people in marriage today get divorced. And they drag so much of their past life into their next life, and they carry on the pain from yesterday into their next relationship, their next relationship, and their next relationship. Because we come, we become acquainted with the pain of our past, and we almost look for it again. Are you with me this morning? Am I making any sense at all? So we have to close the chapter on the past and we have to reach for those things that are ahead and move forward. There's situations that we're in that we have to change. And I know my daddy used to always say, son, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Well, I, I agree with that. But sometimes the grass is greener. Jump the fence, get over it. Sometimes you look around you in life, it's just, it's, it's a desert. Move on. Move on. Move past it. And I'm talking about hearing from God today. I'm not just talking about your emotions and your feelings and, you know, I'm tired and I'm weary and, you know. I'm talking about when God says, when Holy Spirit leads, when it's time. And you say it's time to move on. It's time to move on. You can never become a butterfly if you think being a caterpillar is all that your life is. You can look at the butterfly and say, whoo, one day you're going to be a butterfly and you're going to be a butterfly, but I'm just a worm. And I'll always be a worm. I'll never fly. I'll always be right here just Doing what worms do. And you accept that in life. You can strengthen desires to hold on to things that God's saying let go on. And, and, and you can constantly be picturing yourself as this worm. And you can never imagine yourself as being more. And so you never fly. Or you can train yourself to ask the question, does God want this for me? I want you to close your eyes right now. Just close your eyes. And I want you to ask yourself that a couple of times over. Does God want this for me? Does God want this for me? God, do you want this for me? Am I complete? Is this all there is to me? Or is there more? Does God want this for me? Okay, open your eyes. Every day, get up and ask yourself that question. I want you to get that in your spirit today.
I want you to get up and say, what is it you want with me today, God? Well, Pastor, it doesn't really matter what God wants with me today. I have this stupid job I got to go to. No. God, what do you want from me today? I may be on the job that I'm not really in love with, but I know one thing's for sure. What do you want with me? Because if God wants you somewhere else and you're asking the question, God, is this all there is for me? He will order your steps and move you to the place you need to be. But if you just say, I'm a worm, so it doesn't matter. You'll never change your surroundings. What does God want for you? Well, I know one thing what God wants for us. I can tell you this for sure. He wants you to be great because he did not create any junk. And he wants you to be great. And so whatever it is that God wants for you is greater than what you think you are now. So we stop looking at all the different things around us. Instead, we look to the Lord. We keep our mind stayed upon Christ. You know, interesting enough, a caterpillar is a larva of a butterfly. It's not fully become all that it was created to be. And when we get our eyes on the Lord, then we start seeing ourselves like, okay, I'm, uh, I'm in this season, but this is not what I was created to be. And so I'm going to be more because I can now see what God sees about me. We're too not all that God created us to be. I, I don't want you to raise your hand, but I want you to think about this. Some of you can say, I am so glad that 2018 is over. Come on, can anybody say amen? But you know what? 2019 can be worse or the same than 2018 if you don't change your perspective. Come on, that was a good word, somebody. If you don't change your perspective, you will repeat this year, past year, over and over and over again. Next week, I'm going to be talking about planning your life, and I'm going to go a little deeper in this, but you have to plan to change. Amen. Change very seldom happens by accident. Probably never. You have to plan to change. And so you have to say, today, I'm opening up a new chapter in my life. I'm looking to God, the author and the finisher of my faith, and change is on the way, and I'm so excited about it. I don't know why I'm saying it. It's not my notes, but this is good. Don't get discouraged with the process. Don't get discouraged with the process. You know, we live in this crazy, crazy world where everybody wants it now. It may take a day. It may take a week. But keep your eyes on the Lord. Focus your attention upon him. Proverbs 4, 25. From the Passion. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose. Looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. Hmm. That's a decision, by the way. That's not something, you know, I'm going to come pray for you today, and you're going to get this divine thing's going to come upon you, and you're going to go from here, and you're just going to avoid life's distraction. You know what? I can pray for you. I can fast for you. I can do all that until you make the decision, I'm going to keep my eyes upon the Lord. It's a decision. Everybody say it's a decision. And I'm going to focus on the things that he has for me. 
and I'm going to avoid life's distractions. Listen to me today. Listen to pastor today. You know better than anybody else the distractions in your life. Now, whether you admit to it or not, it's another thing. But you know what is great distractions in your life. And the greatest distractions in your life, you have to make a decision that I'm going to avoid those things. I'm going to go around that. I'm not going to go. I'm, I'm not going to say, well, I'm strong enough. I'm just going to I'm just going to plow through this. No, avoid it. Just put in your heart. I'm not going that way. I'm not going that way. Watch where you're going. Stick to the path of truth. The road will be safe, smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked or even a moment to take the detour that leads to darkness. How many has a little GPS in your car or on your phone and you're following that GPS? The other day I was driving down the road. I actually knew where I was going. But I was distracted. I was on the phone. And I passed up my exit. And after I passed up my exit, I was like, ooh, man, if you ever pass the exit at Airport Road, guess what? It's a long way to Robert. <laughs> and if, if you're going to Robert and you pass that one up, it's even longer to the next one. And I passed my exit up at Airport Road, and I was driving, and I was like, oh, no, man, I'm going to cut through the grass. <laughs> Not really. But if you did cut through the grass, you're probably going to hit those wires or get stuck in the ditch. There's no shortcuts to this life. There's no shortcuts. And we think, well, I'm going to take a shortcut to life. Let me tell you something. I'm going to give you this key. How many wants a key to the greatest shortcut there is in life? The greatest shortcut in their life is just be obedient to God, pay attention to the road, and you won't have to double back. So, uh, it looks like some people would get tired of seeing the mountain again, like 40 years in the wilderness. Seen that before. <laughs> what did I learn? I didn't learn a thing. Seen that before. Seen that before. You know what happens after 40 years? It becomes familiar. And before long, you just go to Robert to get to Airport Road. <laughs> How dumb is that? Pay attention to the road. Pay attention to where you're going. Listen to the voice of God. Avoid the detours. God has a direction and a purpose for your life. And the only way we know that direction and purpose for our life is to spend time with God and to be able to hear his voice. Colossians 3, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that's above. For this is where Christ sits enthroned, at the place of power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heaven realities and not with the distractions of this natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has saved, served the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in Christ. Your true life, everything 
that you want in life is hidden away with him. Your greatest dream, your greatest potential, your everything that you ever wanted to be is hidden away with him. And every dream, let me tell you something, when you understand the will and the purpose of God in your life, it'll be greater than anything you can dream upon your own. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to, I want to go here. You know, those are fine. But I'm just telling you, any great dream that you've ever had, when you connect with the will and the purpose of God, the dream that God has for your life is far greater than anything you can come up with on your own. Now, I know the Bible says that God will give you the desires of your heart. And let me help you understand that when you get in an intimate place with him, the desires of your heart become synced with the desires of his heart. And the passion that you have in your heart is the passion he has for you in his heart. And there's something that happens supernaturally when we get in that secret place with God and we get along with him and we don't get discouraged anymore because our prayers are not coming to fruition because now we're praying what he's already spoken over you. And you know, when you start praying what he's already spoken over you, the miracle is on its way. The supernatural is happening in your life. And this only comes from the secret place alone with you and God. I've told this many times before, but my beautiful wife sitting here in the front row, she can speak to me without ever saying a word. She can look across the room at me, and I know it's going to be a fantastic evening. Or she can look at me, and I think, mm, I'm going to catch it when I get home. You know why? Because we're in sync. And just with a little blink of the eye, I understand. When you get so in sync with God, he can blink his eye, and you'll know. Oh, does anybody get what I'm saying today? <laughs> just, just get in sync with him, and the purpose and the plan of God will come to fruition in your life. And if you don't, you can strive and you can push and you can pull and you can do all these things to try to achieve and live your whole life being saved but not satisfied. Live your whole life on your way to heaven but striving here on earth. Listen, we want to pull heaven to earth. We want the goodness of God to already be present with us every single day of our life and the joy of the Lord overflowing in our heart and his purpose and his will to be done. And that's why we keep our eyes upon him. Worship team can prepare to come. We may not have fully become all that God has intended for us to be. And all of our dreams may not have yet come true. But one thing is for sure, we're evolving. We're evolving. There have been many times that it seems like that we're wrapped up in the cocoon of life. And in the cocoon of life, it may feel like it's just a dark, tight place. But really, if we understand the plan of God, it's really just an intimate place. It's a place where we don't see the outside world and we don't hear the outside world and we don't speak the same as the outside world but inside we are changing and there's coming a day that we're gonna 
whoa, check me out. I'm, I'm all that God is creating me to be. Angela and I was in California a few years ago. And the butterflies were migrating. I mean, down here, I've never seen that. I, I know when the mud, the, the love bugs come in. <laughs> but the butterflies were migrating, and there were just hundreds and thousands of them, butterflies. And if you've ever seen a butterfly, you've been like, whoa, pretty, that's beautiful. But when you see hundreds of butterflies, you're like, whoa so amazing and on every little water puddle there would be hundreds of butterflies drinking from the water puddles and just butterflies everywhere but once they were a worm before they migrated thousands of miles they were just a worm crawling on the ground eating the grub living in the dirt but now they're butterflies seeing the world oh does anybody get what I'm saying today I don't want to just stay a worm I don't want to live in one place all my life seeing only one thing my whole life it's worth the cocoon to fly it's worth the time along with God so I can recognize who I am and my purpose and what God created me to be and to fly and to live so we're starting this year off with seven days of prayer and fasting starting today and I, I don't know if you met someone's already started their fast but today our family will eat lunch and then we'll not eat and again until next Sunday lunch and so we're starting the seven days of consecration and fasting and I'm asking everyone to join us I'm not mandating it but I'm encouraging it I'm encouraging us all to fast this week and to set aside this week for prayer and consecration before the Lord. And just to give ourselves with full intentionality to hear God's voice, to know what his plan is, and to set this week aside to get intimate with God. In worship this morning, first service, I felt like God said, just open the doors Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 or it could be longer, but from 8 o'clock. If you want to come join us here in the auditorium for prayer, I know a lot of you are at work by then. But if you want to just come and pray with us. And then Monday night, we're coming, and Michelle's mentioned this already, but I want to encourage you that Monday night, we're coming for a night of worship. I, I'm just encouraging you to come. I'm encouraging you to be here tomorrow night because we're going to make declarations, and we're going we're, we're gonna to believe God for greatness in our life. Greatness in your life, greatness in our city, greatness in our region and nation. And we're going to worship God. We're just going to burn for him. And then Wednesday night's our student night. And our student night, there's going to be prayer and, and our kids are going to be praying. And I want to emphasize this today. There's a lot of people that's in this place today and you've heard this message today and you say, God, I, I want there to be breakthrough in my life. I don't want to live another year like the past years. I, I'm ready for breakthrough and I'm ready for freedom. I'm ready to see that all that God has for me. I'm going to encourage you to be here 
Friday night. Friday night, we're going to get some, some teaching and some be revelation for some of you of how to live our life completely free. Completely free. And here's the thing. You can live completely free. There's a place of freedom that you can live. And you say, well, is everything broken in my life going to be broke off? No, you tell you something. Everything broken in your life now would be broke off, and then God will continue to reveal things because he wants you to be on a journey. But it's a place of freedom, not a place of war and striving and pressure. It's revelation. It's understanding. And freedom gets better, greater. So I'm encouraging you Friday night to be here as we go after freedom. But there's two nights that I want to emphasize as well. And that is Tuesday and Thursday. And this is real important. Because here, listen to me, moms and dads, especially in here. The most important sanctuary you go to every day is your home. If all we get of God is at church, we're lacking big time. And our house needs to be a house of prayer. The place we live needs to be a place of healing, a place of safety, a place of prayer, a place of holiness. And so I'm encouraging you on Tuesday nights and Thursday night to pray with your family. Be intentional. Well, we got this to do and that to do. Turn off all your TV for this week. Well, my favorite program is premiering this week. DVR it. It's not going to change your life, but this will. So I'm turning off the TV. Some of y'all need to turn off the social media. Just turn it off this week and say, God, my focus and my attention is upon you. Because I want to fly. I want to see all that you have for me. Now, I don't want you to do this just because I'm telling you to do it. If that's the only reason you do it, it's probably not a good reason to do it. I want you to do it because you're passionate about seeing all that God has for you. I always say this every year in our fasting. If you're fasting and you see one of our church members eating a Snicker bar, that ain't none of your business. We're not the fasting police around here. This fast is between you and God. If they got a burger this high, bless them and keep doing what God's called you to do. Amen? Because this is not law. This is liberty. It's grace. It's peace. So God has some great things for you. And you set your family down. You set some goals. Some of the most powerful, precious times in our family's life is when our kids were little. And they were really, really young. And they didn't quite have understanding. But we were in a place where the presence of God was so powerful. Most of the time, this was in our home or at someone else's home, actually. And they began to weep. And they didn't know why. And they crawled up in their mom's lap and wanted to be comforted because they didn't really know what was going on, but it was the presence of God. If we want our children to know how to obey and walk in the Holy Spirit, we have, they have to experience it. And we create that environment. We're responsible for that. We're responsible for creating an environment so our children can experience God. If you want your children to pray and have a relationship with God, do I need to finish the sentence? We need to pray and have a relationship with God because they're imitators. And so we need to do that as our, ourselves. And so this is going to be an amazing week. Are y'all ready for this week? Are you excited about it? Hey, listen, I'm excited about fasting this week because I believe I'm going to get breakthrough.
And to be real transparent with you, to be real honest with you, I need breakthrough. I was praying on the way to church this morning. I said, God, I need breakthrough. I need this season to be breakthrough for me. I need it to be breakthrough. I got some things, God, I want to have understanding on. I need some things. I got some things I want revelation on, God. And I need breakthrough in this season. So I'm going after it. And I want you to join me and let's go after it together. And let's let God do his thing in our life. Can you bring me a communion cup?